welcome to Adam's Rib. It is our goal to uplift, encourage, and guide women in becoming the person that God intended for us to be. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for our sins and rose again so that we could have eternal life. We want to guide you in figuring out God's purpose for your life. No subject is off limits here. We are Adam's Rib, and here we go. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome back to Adam's Red Podcast, episode 176. New listeners, welcome. You can subscribe to the podcast for a brand new episode every single Tuesday in iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. You can like us on Facebook, you can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Excuse me, we have a website, adamsredpodcast.com. You can catch new blog, excuse me, new updates. Thank you. It's a little gassy. <laughs> um, you can email us at podcast at gmail.com. So as you all may have known that we have a guest co-host here with me for the next several episodes. I got Maquiba here. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me. Of course. So this episode Stop running from the Lord. Mm. Stop running from him, girl. Stop. Stop it. Try. Try him. <laughs> right. Try Jesus. He love you. Yes. Yes, he do. So we run a lot, right? We run home. We run to the store. <laughs> right. Appointments. Every day this week. I don't know have why. Why? Yes. I have no idea. But you know, like that, like end of the year, beginning of the year, they be having some nice sales. They do. They do. They do. <laughs> so I don't blame you, girl. I would run there too. <laughs> you know, we run with the wrong crowd. It's just, feel, it's just our nature to run. Mm-hmm. But you know, since the fall of man, I feel like we've been running away from God. Mm-hmm. So remember when Adam and Eve, after eating that fruit, you know, they tried to run and hide, and God was like, like, you know, not a policeman looking for a criminal, but a father, like, looking for his lost child. Mm. And he goes looking for them. And we've been playing like that with God ever since. I feel like, you know, so maybe it's not so much that we are good runners, but we we try to be good hiders. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's so funny. We try to run from God as if he's not going to find you. Mm-hmm. And so the best example that I could find in Scripture about someone who ran from God was Jonah. Mm. And he ran so much, you know, the whole book is dedicated to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, in the Bible, it says that Jonah was a prophet who possessed a really strong and loyal spirit and that he enjoyed prophesying um, positive messages uh, about God and how God gave him, you know, a word to share with Israel. But the time came in the scripture, it says, uh, for Jonah to tell basically some bad news to yeah. some bad people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, f- t- uh, from the most hated, their most hated nation, which is whatever. Anyway, yeah, so how many of us can be honest with one another and say that we are good with God's plans until he switches it up on us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Jonah didn't want to do what God asked him to do. So he essentially, he became a man on mm-hmm. the run. And I mm-hmm. think we all can identify with Jonah in some way. And although the Bible calls our spiritual journey a walk, we often find ourselves running. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think even in that story with Jonah, it's like he, <clears throat> I'm not trying to give him like an out, but it's just like the people that he had to go talk to was some crazy people. Yeah, yeah they And were. it's just like, I, I feel like his, his faith was definitely tested in that area. And I think that, if I could put myself in his shoes, I too would have ran. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have ran as 
as much. Yeah. But I definitely get into he kept going. He kept going. (laughs) I think that's the yeah, yeah. I think that that's the part which you're talking Mm -hmm. about. It's like how far did you run? Mm -hmm. And it's like the more you run away from God, the more it's like you put yourself in harm. Yeah. And that's why you end up in a whale. Right, for right. Sure. <laughs> right. It's just our fish. A fish. A I was fish. Like, Sorry, a technically fish. a really a big fish. fish. A really big fish. Well but it's like <laughs> that, and that's the part where you know. I think that's where you were alluding to. Is just like how far are you running away from God? Because then it can cause you to get into a really horrible situation. Yeah. Oh, we, we gonna dive deep into Jonah. Okay, come on. I like. So. I can do that. I don't want us to assume that only bad people run from God, right? Right. You know, good and righteous people do it all the time. You know, I bet we may even know some pastors who will admit that they was running from their calling on their life Mm -hmm. at some point. So God gave Jonah a clear assignment to go to Nineveh and basically to, like, cry against it. You're bad. You're horrible. Leave my people alone. So it says that he was supposed to go and preach, but Jonah got up and went the exact opposite direction. Yeah, he, he was like, I'm out. And they said that he left because Nineveh was known to be, like, really wicked and that it was known to be Israel's, like, prime enemy. Mm-hmm. And so, it's like like McQueeba said, it's easy to understand why he ran because he was scared, you know, of the violence mm-hmm. that he would probably face, possibly persecution, mm-hmm. ransom. I don't know, you know. But the Bible says that Jonah wasn't just running from God's directions, but also from God's presence. Mm-hmm. And so, if God was going to send him to do something, he had no interest in doing that he wasn't going to listen to God anyway or any longer. Mm -hmm. So Jonah wasn't a bad man, but sometimes good people run from God, you know, for Mm -hmm. a few reasons. Um, Sometimes we run because we're scared. We run because we're prideful or rebellious. We run because we've been hurt. We run because we believe the lie that God's presence is not what is best for us. Mm -hmm. And so the truth is that the only real joy can be found in God's presence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that even, like, going back to that story, it's just like, um, as as Jonah was running away from God and trying to figure out God's presence and stuff like that, I think that he... He decided to because he could hear God so loud. It just seems as if he wanted to plug his ears. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I feel like he wanted to plug his ears and just kind of like completely run away from his calling. Not just like to speak to Nineveh, but also like his. He left his family. Right. He left his his community. He left everything. Mm-hmm. He left com- he left his people. Yeah, yeah, he left all of his people, and I think that that. Um, him sacrificing, lo- losing all of that, not to listen to God, it speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. It really does. It shows how scared he was. He was ter- he was yeah. le- legit terrified. So to move on into the story, um, it says that God had sent this powerful storm over Jonah's ship and that it was so bad that the boat was actually about to break into pieces. And it says that the sailors called a prayer meeting for everyone to pray, you know, to God, except for Jonah. He's like, eh, mm-hmm. he's below deck sleeping. And so I feel like oftentimes when we run from God, it can seem like we're getting away with it. But after a while, a storm will start brewing yeah, you know, well, around well. you. And so Jonah has gone from being a blessing to others to being the possible source of their demise because it says that the sailors had no choice but to then throw Jonah overboard. Like, hey, if you're not about to be praying with us, you got to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so bad things can happen to innocent people when you run from God. And so your running can put others at risk of downing God, turning from God, or even hating God. Mm-hmm. And so I want to share some real implications for your life when you run from God. Implication number one is that you can lose your spiritual power. And I have scriptures to back this up. I'm not going to quote them, but we'll give you the scripture. Psalm 66, 18. Secondly, is that you can also lose your sense of purpose, Ephesians 2.10. 
And then lastly, you might even lose your desire to live. Um, Jonah didn't think that he would survive if you jump off that boat. You know, he was ready to die rather than do what God said, what God wanted him to do, which is amazing to me. But God, right. He's like, I'm out. He basically committed suicide. And then once (laughs) that happened, the storm ceased for them, for the people that was on the Mm -hmm. boat. It's like, okay, bye. Right. So Mm -hmm. we might need to get rid of some of our Jonas in our life. Girl. I mean, don't push him up. Well, we ain't gonna put. I don't know if he like. It's not like to. I think we don't have to actually do push someone off yeah. the boat, but I think that we need to push him out of our circle. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, we That's might need word. to do that. Mm-hmm. So from the moment Jonah decided to run, God was saying that this is not okay, and so you know he even tried getting Jonah's attention, but it wasn't working. So God kept taking his loving discipline down, you know, another notch. In Hebrews chapter five, chapter twelve, it reminds us that God disciplines us not because that He's mad at us or a bad father, but, but but because he's good and that he loves us. And you can miss the blessing of God and your purpose for life, but you can't get away from the presence of God. That's good. Psalm 139 mm-hmm. says there's no place you can run to and no place you, you are right now where God doesn't see you. God's not with you and God doesn't love you. He sees, he's here, and he loves you perfectly right now, even though you are running. Yeah, it's good. So. I want to go. I always have lists. Running from God is basically forfeiting God's best for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I always have a list of why these things are the way they are. Like I said, we'll dig a little bit deeper into Jonah. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people run from God because they think that he's angry or too strict or impossibly or impossible to please. Mm-hmm. So they think that God enslaves them, not sets them free, which we know is definitely not the case. Mm-hmm. So they might run because of fear, you know, whether fear, fear of failure fear of the unknown, or fear of what God will ask them, you know, to do. But I want all of us to see that running from God is forfeiting God's best life for you. Mm -hmm. Second thing is that when you run from God, you lose his heart of the mission. So we lose the best God has for us because we lose his heart, which is set on giving us his best. So we know this in the book of Jonah um, that God is a God of mission. Here we are seeing God calling Jonah to be part of his work. Mm-hmm. which should be a privilege. <laughs> but, you know, when an opportunity to see God using you and getting a sneak peek into who he is, which turns out to be what Jonah's problem was. He doesn't like who God was. Then, Like at that point, you want me to do what? Nah, bro, I'm not feeling you. I'm about to go over here. So I think for Jonah, it was right and proper for God to be merciful to Israel, but not right for God to show grace to any other nation such as Nineveh, mm-hmm. which is what God was trying to do. So what I think was, I think Jonah had a, not only a problem with God's plan, but he was scared of it. Like, nah, why are we showing grace to Nineveh? Have you seen what they've done to mm-hmm. us? And God's like, well, you know, my grace is sufficient, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. He didn't say that. But <laughs> basically, though, right. it's basically, he's like, okay, well, um, Nineveh deserves it too, don't they? Right, right. <laughs> you know, but <clears throat> some people feel that. It's like some people may feel like, no, God, you don't need to bless them because they ain't they ain't right. Don't mm-hmm. bless them. Yeah, yeah. And then some people get like, um, kind of get off kilter with that. But I know that we're focusing on the story of Jonah. I think in in my Jonah season of life, I would say that I was more so definitely scared because I know that I was called to preach Mm -hmm. and speak the word and all that fun stuff. I love it. But I was definitely afraid because I am so... um, I'm so involved in the community, and so I don't want people to see me as... um, I don't want to, I, I'm not a passive individual. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a very assertive okay. woman mm-hmm. uh, who will, you know, I, I don't I don't really consider people, to, I don't care if people like me or not. I do my job well, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I do what needs to be done right. well. And it's just like, I don't want people to not 
worship because of my assertiveness. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah. that to like, be a you. conflict. Mm-hmm. But anyways, going back to the story of Joe. No, you good. <laughs> <laughs> and the next thing I want to point out, and this is when we'll kind of get into what McCuber brought up of how far Jonah ran, is that when you run from God, your heart will deceive you. I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you why. It will. Yeah. It, it will. will. <laughs> it really will. So in Jonah, it says that he rose to flee. Not that Jonah rose and went to Nineveh, <laughs> but that he rose to flee. Yeah. So it's clear that Jonah is not accidentally going the wrong way in his life. He was deliberately and intentionally running away from God. So mm-hmm. I kind of looked up the geographical things of where Israel was. Nineveh. I, I need to look all this up to, to kind of like gain a point of view. So basically, God told Jonah to go east I think what I read was like about 600 miles. But instead, Jonah goes west a thousand miles. And so really in modern day, that's like modern day Spain mm-hmm. because we, we know where Israel is. And like Nineveh, I was reading, was like basically like North Iraq at, at that point. Okay. You know, that's where it would be present day. So he was sent to go to Tarshish. Uh, Nineveh was what it was called. But anyway, Tarshish was known as the farthest west you could possibly go. And that's mm-hmm. where he went. So it would be like if you were called to go to Boston, but instead purchase a ticket to Los Angeles to head to Australia. <laughs> that's li- like literally the context of what he did. So he runs. He ends up 35 miles from, you know, where he's supposed to go. And I just picture at that point anyway. So I just picture him looking around, asking someone about, you know, the ships, because it says that he, like, went to some port to get to another port to get to another port, right? Mm -hmm. And so I just see Jonah kind of, like, casually asking one of the merchants, hey, where are the ships going today? Off real, lo and behold, to to Tarshish? Cool, exactly. That's where I want to go. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I can just envision that in my mind. So when your heart is set on sin, you will always find a ship to Tarshish. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Jonah may have even thought, God was understanding and sympathetic to his deliberate plan and was even helping him along. But he might have just rationalized that, in my opinion, because our hearts are deceitful, like I was saying. But by the way, let me back up. Why didn't so this Jonah... all took place in the first chapter. Right. <laughs> Why didn't Jonah just say, um, no, I'm not going to go to Nineveh, but I'm just not going to do anything. Like, I feel like he could have said, I'm just going to go sit here. But nah, he was like... I'm going to go to this place where you at least expect a revelation from God. <laughs> I don't know, because it says hmm. that the people there didn't even know God. And so being disobedient to God, I feel like, is extremely uncomfortable. And when you're disobedient to God and then you meet God's people, you become even more uncomfortable. Well, I feel like he was prideful. Yeah. Jonah was prideful. He was a racist. Jonah was, he did was you, not, did, yeah. he absolutely yeah. was. No, we're not <laughs> no, sure about yeah, anything. No, you're right. He was racist. I he didn't think about like, that. He did yeah. not like <laughs> He didn't like these people. He mm, de- yeah. deliberately disobeyed. I feel like I'm yeah, no. off of uh, Lion King. You deliberately disobeyed, <laughs> right? <laughs> Mufasa yes, said But I feel like he ran yes, away buddy. because he mm-hmm. was uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, and you mm-hmm. said that earlier, and I think that, that un- he was just really uncomfortable. And like I said before, this all took place in the first yeah. chapter. How many chapters is in Jonah? I don't remember. I don't, I'm looking at it right mm-hmm. now. I think it's... Um, Hold on. Four. It's only four okay, chapters. So okay. he did that in the four, first mm-hmm. chapter. And so I think that that's something to also pay attention to. It's just like he just was completely uncomfortable yeah. with these people. And it's like, why do you want, why are you? And then I also think that I'm not going to sugar. I think he was very prideful as well. It's like, mm-hmm. I know what God can do mm-hmm. and they don't need it. Mm. 
that's kind of greedy too. It's greed. Yeah. It's greed. It's, 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 it was a lot of stuff. It was no humility in that yeah. first chapter. And then you go to the second chapter. Man, that's very racist. That's privilege. They Absolutely. <laughs> And you go to the second chapter, mm-hmm. right? And I don't know if you... In the second chapter is when he just, like, he ended up calling on to the Lord, and he said he listened to me. Mm, yeah. I'm just like, out of mm-hmm. all this stuff that right. he just did. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's listening. Yeah. He called yeah. on the Lord. That's the word, somebody. No matter what you've done, <laughs> the Lord will listen Man. if you call out to him and be sincere with that as well. I was good. But then what's interesting is that... I didn't mean to jump. No, no, no. We're not jumping at all. What's interesting is that Jonah wanted to be a safe distance from anything that reminded him of God because of that pride, I think. And I think that's even true today. When people are living in disobedience, they often avoid close contact, I think, with other people who being are obedient because it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they'll they'll not go to church or they don't come to small groups. Or sometimes they even give like legitimate reasons of like why they can't do things. But the real reason is that they want to avoid discomfort of being with other people who are doing well because they're not doing good themselves. Yeah. And so if they come to the meeting, you know, they rush off before anyone can catch them of, of a conversation. But I think we have to be aware of how rational that sin may appear mm-hmm. because sin can always be rationalized. Mm-hmm. You know, we even find in the Bible verses of our sin where it even says, beware of your own heart. So when you do not want to do what God wants you to do, you'll find a million reasons why you can't do it. Though the real reason is not because you can't, it's because you won't. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I think that rationalization comes in. And so Jonah's runaway posture is oftentimes our posture every time we sin, whether mm-hmm. in thought, in action, or whatever. You, you know, I feel like every time we sin, we're telling God, my way of navigating this particular situation is better than yours. Mm-hmm. My wisdom and my skill are more efficient and more effective in this moment than your wisdom and skill. So it's not that we stop believing, it's that what we believe has been shifted. Mm-hmm. It's rationalizing. It is. And it's, it, and we feel... I f- I know for me, I feel safer when I rationalize it personally. It's mm-hmm. like, I know that, like, I, I feel like I have a logic mindset. Like, sometimes I'm like, okay, if I do this, then this will happen. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> if it doesn't happen, it's like, but I did that. Right. I did that thing to prepare happen. myself to mm-hmm. make it happen. And it's just like, well, it didn't happen. And I think <laughs> just that easy. <laughs> it's that easy. And I think that um, at times, um, even with the Jonah situation, at times it's like, it's easier to feel like, you are making sense of something, but when you're out of the presence of God, it just, your heart deceives you, right? Mm-hmm. Out of the heart is deceitful or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's the part where, um, as Jonah was trying to run more away from God's presence, he kept escaping the opportunity to um, to not only share the message to um, those individuals, but he also missed the opportunity to see God's work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He missed yeah. the opportunity to see God's work. Yeah. In in that community, mm-hmm. in that in that group of people, mm-hmm. you know. Cause when you're running from God's light, you're essentially gonna run into darkness. Like mm-hmm. you can't just outrun light. You're gonna set up a dark place somewhere. And then also, too, I think running from God is attempting to build an identity in something other than God. Because mm. I feel like if you're running from something, that means you're running towards something else. Mm. Not just, like, running into, like, nothingness. <laughs> right, right, right. So right. When, when we're, like, fleeing from God or running from God, we're essentially saying, okay, I'm going to run from God and live my life my way. I'm no longer going to going to go get my identity from what you say, God, but from what I want to do. And so this is not an isolated incident in the life of Jonah, if we really think about it, because this is a deliberate resignation from his ministry in an attempt to build an identity from something else, which is in reality was probably sinful because it goes back to that pride. Mm -hmm. 
And so I feel like, you know, sin is obviously right. The despair of trying to find your identity in something other than God. Right. So Genesis Jonas's, Jonah's purpose in life was to be a prophet. This was God's purpose for him, but he turned that, you know, into a good thing and ultimately into the ultimate thing. So his meaning in life, his significance was being an Israelite, not being who God wanted him to be, which was God to be God's messenger. So whenever I find myself trying to build my identity as something else, I feel like I'm running from God. Mm-hmm. And Jonah is not going to be free, but become more enslaved because of this. So you can see where your identity is built by looking at what devastates you, what pains you, what is taking away and what's not giving to you, right? You know, is it the, the approval of a man? Is it the approval of your parents? You know, your career? If it's in the pleasures and gratification that you'll be enslaved by, then you're seeking escape from it. So if, if it's in a person, you'll be jealous and emotionally dependent and controlling upon it. I'm getting real deep with this, but it's this good. really spoke with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that there's like a lot of Christians who have been spoken to by some messages or like scriptures and texts or whatever, and sometimes, you know, have conviction in private prayer, private prayer, excuse me. And I feel like if you feel the call and the movement of God to a certain ministry and you're afraid of it and you don't want to do it, then you'll resist it and then you know you'll turn and you're you're you'll spin your wheels and you go as fast as you can in another direction. That's why I said earlier, well, I'm sure there's probably some pastors who can definitely admit that they've ran from their calling on their mm-hmm. life. It's mm-hmm. scary. <laughs> it's it's scary. So I don't know. That's what I think though. I think that's good. I don't know. I feel like sorry, I was looking at how much time you have. I want to wrap this up because I feel like it seems to me that we're really good at trying to change our behavior. And spotting the symptoms of our sins. We hear these kind of things and we say to ourselves, I have to get better, right? You know, I need to do better. I need more quiet time. I need to go to church. But we really never try to diagnose the real heart of the issue. You know, in my opinion, I don't think God's interested in behavior modification. He's interested in heart transformation. Mm -hmm. So where are you running from God today? And I I propose this question because I want us to ask the Lord to search our heart to see if maybe where we have rationalized, you know, our shortcomings or our sins, just to put it bluntly. Hmm. Deep question, right? Ponder that. Ponder on that one. <laughs> you know, maybe, you know, are we trying to build an identity in something other than God? Have we lost a sense of God, you know, in our heart for others? So ask the Lord to show you the root and not just the symptoms of your sins. You know, Jonah needed to see that before he attempted to you know, denounced the idolatry of the Ninevites. You know, mm-hmm. he had to see the idolatry within his own heart, with mm-hmm. his own shelf, selfish and prideful ways. And so if we're going to be useful to to the God and reaching the lost, we need to first see how deep our sins, you know, fall. Not saying that you still can't, you know, talk to someone about the Lord, but, you know, check your own roots. <laughs> check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so stop running from God. There's nothing for your life. Period. Dot com. We'll catch y'all next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye.